I have not yet found somewhere that I like love to stay if we're not camping. Yeah, I think that's true. We've stayed in a lot of places, but I still don't think I found what I'm looking for. No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> This is the Exploring the National Parks podcast with Dirt in My Shoes. My name is Ash, and I'm a former park ranger and the founder of Dirt in My Shoes. I think that the parks are best seen from the trail, and I'm here to make national park trip planning easy. And I'm John. I carry the kids on the trails, I tell stories, and notice all the things that Ash doesn't care about much, like flowers. Join us as we show you around America's spectacular national parks. We're sharing our favorite places, fun facts, adventures, and misadventures. And we'll even throw in a little trip planning. Let's start exploring. Today, we are headed to California to a national park that is Really good to visit this time of year. California dreaming, baby. Yes. Well, I mean, it's not like quintessential California. (laughs) (laughs) It's not Beach Boys like what you're thinking. (laughs) It's a little drier. You got to go a little further west for that. But we are headed to the Palm Springs area, which is pretty well known for being a Yeah, Coachella's there. Yeah. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I'm really sad I missed Harry Styles when he went to Coachella. I think we missed it by a couple weeks. And I was like, why didn't we just plan that better? Oh, yeah, because I have kids. Yeah. (laughs) Coachella is not the place for kids. So (laughs) anyway, missed that. (laughs) Too bad. But we are talking about Joshua Tree National Park. Yeah. I love this park. It's so fun. I do. I okay. love Joshua Tree. What do you love about it? I love the Joshua Trees themselves, specifically. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably my favorite thing, actually, to observe in the park. And they're so unique. Of all the different kinds of trees, and I don't even know exactly if they are considered a real tree or if they're like a yucca kind of relative or something I like that. I vaguely remember learning something. You'll have to cover that in fun facts. Yeah. Because I vaguely remember learning something where it's, it is... Not a traditional tree. Well, it doesn't have rings. That's why I say that. Because you can't tell how old the Joshua tree is by counting its rings like traditional trees. It's a totally different type of plant. And so the easiest way to tell an age is to kind of guesstimate based on how many branches it has. But you can't actually tell how old one is. They're so cool to see in real life. And it's so fun when you see so many in one spot. Because they're all different shapes and you really just feel like you've been transported to a Dr. Seuss book. Yeah. I mean, it really is so fun. It's like, I don't know, it brings out my imagination a little bit more being in that park and just being like, the trees here are so funny. (laughs) They are. They're so cool. They're super unique. We've mentioned this before in some other episodes. This is one of the places that was specifically designated to protect the desert landscape because of the Joshua trees. Yeah. And they're really unique. Well, I'm not going to lie. There's like not much else more of note in this area than the Joshua You have to kind of love desert landscapes a little bit and love the plants, which which I do. And it's so cool. because So one of the things that's really neat about this place is it's the meeting place between two different deserts. And so the number you have to keep in mind is 3,000 feet. 
If you can keep that in mind, you'll understand the park a little bit better. The Mojave Desert is the home of the Joshua Tree. And so if you're at or above 3,000 feet, you'll see Joshua Trees. And if you're at or below 3,000 feet, then you're in the Sonoran or the Colorado Desert where there are no Joshua Trees. So which part of the park do you want to talk about first? Because that is a really interesting observation. And this is something that I remember specifically noticing the first time I visited Joshua Tree was like, there's no Joshua Trees down here. (laughs) Right. It's so so true. There's one area of the park that is basically no Joshua Trees. Like there's none. And you're driving on the road and you're like, am I in the right place? Did I leave the park? Yes. Or if you come in from that side, like if you come in along the bottom, and you're going up north, like you're driving through it, and you're like, I've not seen a single Joshua tree yet. <laughs> like, I went through the entrance, but there's no Joshua trees here. Yes. So so that is a really interesting thing about this national park. Where do you want to start? You want to start in the Mojave or the Colorado? Let's start where most people will probably fall in love with Joshua trees. Let's okay. start in the Mojave area. Okay, we'll start in the Mojave Desert which this is the northern part of the park. So if right. you're coming into the park from the town of Joshua Tree or like Yucca Valley or 29 Palms, all of those areas lead into the northern part of the park, which is the part with Joshua Trees. So yes. if that's important to you, you want to focus your time in this area of the park. Oh, absolutely. And I'm going to stop us right here for just a second. I probably should have said this earlier, but we're going to be playing a game during this episode. And I don't know if you're aware of this. I'm not. I'm not, (laughs) but I'm not surprised. So one of my most favorite bands of all time, and they're just great. They actually named their album The Joshua Tree. Okay. U2. Okay. And so U2 is just one of the one of the greatest albums ever. But what I'm going to do, and I don't know if you've noticed this, but over the last several days, I have actually been playing this album nonstop whenever I've been around you. Oh, really? (laughs) Nope, I have not noticed actually at all. Yep, I've been playing specifically whenever this album has been around, I've been playing it for you so that it would be in your subconscious. Oh my gosh. Because Here's the thing. Like, John, he listens to stuff that I don't like listening to like his podcasts and his like he's much more political he's like he likes stuff like that a lot more than I do and so I have just over the years I block it all out I do I don't even hear what you're listening to anymore like I'll be in the other room reading my book and I don't even it doesn't even register so we'll have to see If it actually got into my subconscious. Okay, because the reason it needs to get into your subconscious is because there are 11 songs on that album, The Joshua Tree. And I am going to try to smuggle the names of these into normal conversation during this episode. Okay. (laughs) And if I can get them into conversation without you recognizing them, then over the next 11 days... You have to do those dishes. Do the dishes for dinner. Oh, because... man. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to write. I don't. I don't. The only U2 song that I know is the one from One Runaway Bride. <laughs> Still haven't found what I'm looking for that one. Guaranteed. 
you know more than you think you do. I'm going to try to smuggle the names of these songs into normal conversation. And I'm just, if I get it into the conversation and you don't say anything, I'm just going to put a check mark next to it. Okay. And then at the end, but if you do hear something, you're like, wait a second, that's a U2 song. You call me out on it. You get the credit for that one. Right. And so over the next 11 days, at the end of this, we'll tally it up and we'll figure out who has to do the dishes for the next 11 okay. days. This is not good for me. <laughs> All right. So we're starting. We're starting in the northern part of the park. And there are some side roads and like some campgrounds along these side roads that you may see on the map when you're looking at stuff. I would recommend not staying in those side road campgrounds as a first time visitor. Right. I would stay along that main road that comes in from Joshua Tree the town right and it goes into the park and it goes to like the hidden valley area and stuff like that and then it kind of circles around over towards the like the arch rock area white tank campground stuff like that is over there and then it either curves up and goes back out to 29 palms Mm -hmm. or it curves down and goes down south towards I-70. So that's kind of how the park is laid out like kind of like a Y shape right if you look at the map of the park. And if you can stay along the top of the Y, <laughs> the road that goes between Joshua Tree into the park and then out to 29 Palms, that is where I would focus on staying. And there are quite a few campgrounds actually along that stretch. So, yeah. so I just want to make a side note there that some of these side roads going in from that side on the north side, like they just don't connect to anything. And so it doesn't help you for getting out and getting onto the trails and getting parking and stuff before it gets busy. Right. Yeah. And also, I think some of those towns along the highway up there, Highway 62, that's where the, a lot of the really good food is, by the way. There's some yeah. really good restaurants up there. Here's my issue with Joshua Tree in general. I have not yet found somewhere that I like love to stay if we're not camping. Yeah, I think that's true. We've stayed in a lot of places, but I still don't think I found what I'm looking for. No. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> dang yes. Dang it, no dishes me. for me that night. <laughs> Shoot. You <laughs> almost said the name of it I, yourself. I did. But it's true. I mean, lodging-wise, I feel like there aren't that many great options right there outside of the park. Food-wise, we have found some great options. Yeah. <laughs> so we like eating out there and stuff. Lodging, I would say I prefer camping over mm -hmm. anything else in this park because it's just the lodging options outside of the park are not fantastic. At yeah. least not that we've found. If you found a good place to stay outside of Joshua Tree, I mean, we've stayed even as far as like into Palm Desert or Palm Springs or, or Desert Hot Springs just to have a nicer hotel. And also, that's where our date shakes are. Oh, the date shakes. They are so good. They are amazing. Out there toward the cities. Oh, <laughs> What's that gosh. place called? Hadley's Hadley's Fruit Market or whatever. They oh, my have gosh. such good date shakes. Yes. I ha so. so here's the thing. The, the date shakes, they taste almost a little bit caramely, but not quite. And so my mission in like in terms of my Harry Potterness is to figure out a way to turn the date shakes into my own personal butter beer. And so I'm going to be buying some like date 
puree and stuff. I'm just so excited. So <laughs> all I'm trying to say is if you've been to Disney World or Disneyland and you've had like their butter beer, then go to Hadley's or some of these other places in the Coachella Valley, Palm Desert, Palm Springs area and get a date shake. And then I think you might agree with me. You like that more than butter beer. And so we need to convince Disney or Universal, whoever does that, to switch it out. That's fine. What I will say <laughs> is that date shakes are way better than they sound. Yeah. Because I don't like dates, really. Like, I don't like to eat those plain or anything. Yeah. But the shake itself, yeah, it tastes like a caramel shake. It's good. It's so, so good. So we love that. But then, yeah, we'll generally enter the park either through Joshua Tree or if we're coming from like the Mojave Desert, driving down from Death Valley, you'll go through the Mojave mm -hmm. uh, Preserve. Then you might go in through 29 Palms. Either one is fine. They both meet up in the park. Yeah. But enter one and exit the other. Yeah. Enter one and exit the other. Yeah. It makes it easy. So let's start though with the Hidden Valley area because this really is the hub of activity in Joshua Tree National Park. Oh yeah. It's so much fun. It's not just hiking. It's not, but I don't know this, uh, this whole area. This is where I feel like once you're in here, this is where you're completely surrounded by the really unique and recognizable giant granite piles of rock here at Joshua Tree. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you've got the piles of rock. So Hidden Valley, that whole area right along there is really popular for rock climbing. But then you've got like the really picturesque and beautiful Joshua Trees everywhere mm -hmm. too. So you get the best of both. You get the rock piles and the Joshua Trees. This area is just really busy. I mean, the Hidden Valley Trail right there, it's like only a mile loop, but it takes you through some really cool views yeah. of Joshua Trees and stuff. So, I mean, that's a must do. But just keep in mind, this is the busiest part of the park. This is where it's the hardest to get parking. This is where a lot of people just come and stay. Yeah. And this is, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about this in the Fun Facts episode with some of the history. But the Hidden Valley area is called the Hidden Valley area because... There was some Wild West stuff that kind of went on here mm -hmm. where there were some cattle rustlers and they might hide their stuff here. But some Wild West shootouts where they bullet the blue sky and, and different things like that. And so it's... Was that <laughs> that YouTube song? Yes. Dang it. <laughs> bullet the blue sky. Yeah. I was like, what in the world? You've never <laughs> said that before. Dang it. Booyah. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. There's some fun history there. In fact, my favorite... So I like doing the Hidden Valley Trail. There's like a mine that you can hike out to, an abandoned mine kind of in that area, which is cool. We've got like Barker Dam out in that area, which is cool. But probably my most favorite thing to do kind of in that Hidden Valley area is the Keys Ranch tour. Yes. I oh. really, really love that tour. Mm -hmm. It is so fun and so unique to explore this homestead that people made a living at it's so hard to explore joshua tree national park and think to yourself oh my goodness people actually like made a living off of just what i'm seeing here basically yeah and so it's really cool there was actually the park service took a native american woman that roots were from here and they took her up in a helicopter and they kind of went flying through and kind of did like an aerial tour of joshua tree and she was just like wow look at all the food Oh. And if so, but but for like me seeing it from my perspective, I'm like, this place is desolate. You're like, I'm going to die out here. Yeah, exactly. But she and, and a lot of the people that lived here, the homesteaders and the native peoples that were here before them, 
they were able to live on this landscape and it was just like, wow, it just blows my mind that they could provide for themselves and their families with what is provided. Yeah. Yeah. So the Keys Ranch tour, you have to get tickets in advance. You do those on recreation.gov and it's a ranger led tour. It's like an hour and a half and they take you around this ranch and show you how they lived. And there's a bunch of stuff still there that you can see a lot of ranch tools, things like that. It's just really interesting. So those are kind of my favorite things to do in that area. But the Keys Ranch tour, like if you can get the tickets and we took our kids on that and it was fun. Yep. They did great. And they were really young the last time we did that. So that's a really, really fun area. And not only do you get the Joshua trees, but you get the just Joshua tree is such. This was the biggest surprise for me when we got there was just the giant piles of rocks that are everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hard to describe if you haven't been there, but it's like it really looks like there's a giant that lives in Joshua Tree <laughs> and he has his building rocks uh-huh. <laughs> that he just piles in piles all over. It's almost like giant toddler that just leaves his toys laying out all over the place. Yeah. Like that's kind of how it's a it giant feels. sandbox. And you look over at these piles of rocks and you're just like, why is that there? And also like everything is so individualized. Like all the boulders are just stacked on top of each other. Yeah. It just lo- it looks really random. And it's really cool. It's so cool. It's such a unique landscape. Fun to observe and fun to play on. Yeah. So that brings us to rock climbing, which is huge in Joshua Tree. This is a massive destination for rock climbers because there are just so many options and so many routes. And no matter how good you are at climbing, there is something there for you. And so this park just has a really distinctive rock climbing culture. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's a huge part of Joshua Tree. And I would go as far to say that if you've not been to Joshua Tree, don't go unless you plan on doing some rock climbing because it enhances your appreciation and just your overall experience in this park so much. Oh, it, it makes a huge difference. Oh, it, it takes your experience from what a lot of people probably do is they kind of treat it more like a drive through national park. Mm-hmm. And it takes it to like an outdoor adventure. And if you're in the rock climbing community, it's like you're in God's country. Yeah. It, it's spectacular. It's so much fun. And the experience is enhanced infinitely. But like you said, no matter your talent level, no matter your level of physicality, we had a, a rock climbing guide that took us that she said, oh yeah, I've had kids as young as toddlers that kind of, I helped scramble up the mountains to people in their 80s Yeah, that, that, that she was helping. Yeah. And she was awesome. We went with cliffhanger guides. Oh, did I miss one? <laughs> He just marked something down on his notes. What was the what was the I'm title? not telling you. Oh, come on. In God's country. Oh. Well, so. okay. <laughs> I just thought that was a nice touch oh, thank to you. your sentence. Um <laughs> we went with cliffhanger guides and they were awesome. Sabra was awesome. She was our guide uh, for the day and it was so much fun. Everyone in our group just had the best time. And I really did walk away from that experience 
loving Joshua Tree National Park so much more than I initially had. Yeah, exactly. So I personally, like if you're going to Joshua Tree and even if you're not a rock climber and even if that just is so daunting to you, like I was super nervous Uh and I've done rock climbing before and stuff, but for some reason this just felt like a bigger deal because that's what you do when you go to Joshua Tree and there's a lot of people who are just like, expert level climbers yes climbing around you (laughs) but it was great it was so fantastic so i personally if i could redo my first visit to joshua tree i would add in rock climbing from the very beginning because it made it so much more fun yeah and the rock climbing community is so welcoming too. rock climbers that are big rock climbers they're some of the friendliest people that you'll ever know and it can be kind of busy in different places around the park, especially the Hidden Valley area, you'll see lots of rock climbers and some other places too. And there's a community of people there that really, they love exploring and adventuring in the park with their rock climbing, but they also, they act as stewards of the park too. Mm -hmm. And so there's a big stewardship approach to Joshua Tree National Park in the rock climbing community, which is really cool because I think a lot of times it it almost feels like you can just walk wherever you want and climb everywhere you want, but there are some consequences to that kind of mentality. And so if you're looking to rock climb and you, you want to do it, if you're not with a guide, just be very careful where you step because you can damage the ecosystem, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't try to have some fun. This brings me to something that a lot of people say about Joshua Tree, like when they're giving me feedback about their trip or they're talking to me about what they did right in general and i'm let's just talk about the elephant in the room here joshua tree is not as pristine as a lot of other national parks right you're next to a city a Mm -hmm. giant city i mean california has just such huge population centers within just an hour or two of this national park and so it does feel different when you get there When we went for the first time, I was like, there's so much more trash in this park that's not getting cleaned up. Mm -hmm. There was a lot more graffiti than I'm used to seeing in the parks. Yep. And mentioning the rock climbing and stuff, there are a ton of social trails (laughs) in the main areas of the park. There are places where there shouldn't be a trail, but there is. And a lot of that is because people climb just kind of wherever. Right. And also on top of that, like you get a lot of more like Instagram influencer type people in this park. (laughs) So you'll see a lot more people in like flowy dresses and big hats and stuff like taking their pictures. And and I just feel like like last time we were there, do you remember this? There was a car that had driven off the main road and into the Joshua trees on purpose. Right. For a video. Right. And there luckily like. The park rangers caught them. (laughs) There were sirens everywhere. And anyway, they were getting in trouble. (laughs) Thankfully, Um, as you should if you do something like that. But like that type of behavior, I would say, is more normal in Joshua Tree than almost any other park I've ever been to. Right. It was glaringly obvious (laughs) as somebody who goes to the national parks a lot when we got there, I was like, what in the heck is going on here? Yeah. <laughs> because it, it, you can feel it. <laughs> it's a little bit of national park culture shock. It is. A little bit. And and it's not the climbing community. It's not. It, it's just people, I think, that are maybe a little less experienced in Leave No Trace. Mm-hmm. There are some bad actors that people do 
vandalism and things like that. But a lot, I think a lot of it is people just unaware of how to take stewardship of this place while appreciating it in the best ways. Yeah. Yeah. So when you go there, definitely be sure to leave no trace. Like, leave it better than you found it. Don't do something dumb. Right. Please. But also, as a National Park person, if you're going there, don't be surprised when you see stuff like that. Right. Okay. I think you really do need to kind of get your expectations uh, <laughs> more aligned with what the reality of this national park is. Mm-hmm. I, and that, too, will help, I think, a lot with like appreciating what you're seeing more and stuff because you're not going into it expecting it to be like some of these other national parks that are just just don't have that much of a problem. Exactly. I don't know how to more delicately say it, but it's just it feels different. You'll feel the change if you're someone who goes to a lot of national parks. Right. But just expect that and go into it just appreciating it for what it is. And if you see someone doing something like carving their name into the rocks or something, you can say something. It's okay. Right. (laughs) Say something delicately, but a lot of these people just don't know that that's not okay here. Right. And so it's it's just gentle education <laughs> and just going in with the right expectations. So it's definitely worth talking about for this park because that's like number one thing that people, when they give their feedback about it to me or they tell me about their trips, they're like, well, I wasn't expecting so much trash. And, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like, I know. Exactly. Bring an extra trash bag and clean some stuff up while you're there. Do your part to to leave it better than you found it. it. The Junior Ranger program for kids is always a good thing to do in every park. But I think because there's a little bit more of a problem in this park, it's actually a better learning experience for kids to be like feeling like they're giving back a little bit if they are picking up some trash. Yeah. So come prepared to give back to this park a yeah. little bit in that way. And like you mentioned, like the climbing community and the people who spend a lot of time there just enjoying the landscape here and and recreating here, they're so good about it. Like they love the park so much. Oh, yeah. And so it's not everybody. (laughs) It's not. But just go in with the right expectations. I think that's definitely worth saying. Right. So moving on, though, from the Hidden Valley area. Then we're, we're driving this park road and you get to, you'll, there's like a turnoff that you can go down to Keys View, which is a really nice viewpoint. You can see the Salton Sea from there. You can see actually the San Andreas Fault you can see from that viewpoint. Oh, it's so cool. So that's really We're going to really talk cool. a lot about this viewpoint and what you can see and why it's so cool in the Fun Facts episode. Nice. But oh my gosh, the Keys View area is spectacular. From Keys View, you can see across the, the valley. You can see the the San Gorgonio Mountain. You can see San Jacinto Peak, both of which are over 10,000 feet. Well, that's what's crazy because you feel like you're not at that high of an elevation, but the mountains that are surrounding Joshua Tree and like the Palm Springs area are uh-huh. really tall mountains. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. So, yeah. The views are, I mean, it's a dry area. It's not like you're seeing like tons of foliage or anything like that, but the views go on for miles and miles. And then continuing on. So if you go past Keys View, go back to the main road, then you'll hit some of the main things to do in this park as well, such as like Ryan Mountain. That's mm-hmm. a really nice hike. That's probably my favorite 
hike in the park. Yeah. It's this mountain that you can hike that's nestled between a lot of these different mountain ranges that are part of Joshua Tree. You can observe so many different rock piles from all around you. It's really cool to take yourself up to the top of this mountain and see everything that's around you. It's not really, really covered in lots of Joshua trees. It's it's like a one tree hill, but it's just kind of fun. And one but, tree but hill. It's a, Is that one? Dang it. Yes. <laughs> gosh, you're kicking my butt on these ones. <laughs> Uh, but no, it's a oh fun it's a fun mountain to get up top to and see all around you. 360 degree views at the center of, in the heart of Joshua Tree. Despite John trying to put you two lines into this podcast episode, it really is like a one tree hill. There's no Joshua trees up there. <laughs> um, you'll see Joshua trees down along the bottom and stuff. There's some as you go up. Hiking out here, you've got to be really careful because it does get so hot. Uh So if you're not prepared, you know, definitely bring lots of water. There's not very much water in this park, even like places to fill up or like the campgrounds. A lot of them don't have water even. Yeah. And so that's one thing that is really surprising is it's like you need to bring a lot of water with you. (laughs) Yes. This is one of the places that I think a lot of people can get in trouble. Actually, we met one once. I think we were at... I think we were hiking to the mine that's maybe it beyond was. Keys Ranch. There's yeah, a, there's somewhere a cool in the park where the streets have no name, but it was, it was really <laughs> okay. fun. Yeah, that, that's it. one too. <laughs> Boom. Dang it. Oh, somewhere where it was... Where the streets have no name. All the streets in the park have names. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, it was a good space. But we found this lady and she had left her car. She didn't have any water with her. If we wouldn't have been there, she would have been in a rough situation. Yeah. And so we were able to get her some water, take her to her car, give her what she needed. But she was one of the people that showed up to the park not understanding that even though it wasn't the hot season for the park, you can still get dehydrated really quickly. Well, here's the thing too. So there's a visitor center in Joshua Tree, the town. That's getting really confusing. Yes. <laughs> and there's a visitor center in 29 Palms, uh-huh. which is the town on the other side of that main stretch of road. They're at the bottom of the hill. Like they're not near anything that you're wanting to do while you're in the park. Right. And so you can stop at the visitor center and you can fill up your water bottle and whatnot. But like, then you start climbing the hill up into Joshua Tree, the park. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and then there's nothing. And you're not going to backtrack back to the visitor center after you hike at Hidden Valley. Go back down the hill to the visitor center and then go back in and do the next activity. Like that will take you an hour. Oh, yeah. So it just, the way it's set up and stuff. Yeah. I mean, bringing pretty much everything you need for the whole day, making sure you have tons of water have enough food, everything, bring lots of sunscreen. The desert sun is just really harsh in this area. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to go out hiking, especially, definitely just bring more than what you think you'll need. Right. But I really like the Ryan Mountain hike. I think that one's really nice. It's like three miles and it takes you to some cool views. You'll also get to like Skull Rock, which is just right off the road, but that's really fun. That's a really cool spot. It looks like if you remember back to the like Disney Peter Pan movie where there's the yeah. skull rock, it really does look like that. Yeah. It's so super cool. Fun. Yeah. there's And there's some side areas that a lot of people don't know about. So this park actually does have some good like dirt roads that you can drive if you have the right vehicle. And 
honestly, this last time we went to Joshua Tree, we went, it was the week between Christmas and New Year's, Mm -hmm. which is, I think, the absolute worst time to be in this park because (laughs) (laughs) there are so many people everywhere. Like It was the worst traffic I have ever, ever seen in the park before. Oh, man. It's crazy. We've talked about how in Yosemite, where you get up really early in the morning to play Mario Kart to get into the park. It's almost like that here where you're just like, you're running to stand still, you know? It gets so busy. <laughs> like this park gets so crazy busy. The entrance lines at this park can be an hour long. We were coming out. We had already done our stuff for the morning, but we were like trying to get out of the park. And I was just like, oh my gosh. Right. <laughs> where did all these people come from? And we wanted to get a few more shots of some Joshua trees and stuff. So We ended up driving down the geology tour road, which is a dirt road, and it was such a breath of fresh air. Yes. (laughs) It's like, oh my gosh, we saw two other cars while we were down there versus literally the 500 cars we had just had to get through to even just drive through the park. Yeah. So some of those side roads are really nice. At sunset, we hiked, it's called the Minerva Hoyt Trail. Oh my gosh, that was great. And it's by Hidden Valley, so you still get like the really cool Joshua Tree views that you get around the Hidden Valley area, but there was nobody on that trail. And the sunset out there was so beautiful. It was phenomenal. And we were by ourselves, Mm -hmm. which was, it's just unheard of in that park during that time. Yeah. And so there are some just really nice side things that if you just want to walk through the Joshua trees, like you don't have to do all the main trails yeah. all the time. It's there true. are side trails and they're marked, they're official trails. So not the social trails. Right. But they're trails that a lot of people just don't even know about yeah. or do. And so there is still the opportunity to find solitude here, but you got to dig a little bit. If you're visiting during the peak season. We always tell people one of the best ways to lose the crowds is to get on a hiking trail. And so the Minerva Hoyt one was really neat. We didn't see many people on there. The Lost Horse Mine Trail. Mm-hmm. That yeah. one, I mean, that one was, it's a longer trail. You can lose the crowds a lot when you go there. Well, in a lot of these, you don't even have to do the whole thing. We usually, like, if I just want some cool pictures of Joshua trees or or the rocks or the mountains behind or something like I'll just I'll start one of these longer trails and hike for a half an hour mm-hmm. and just take pictures and I always get really good stuff. Yeah. So no. it's not even like you have to be out there for hours and hours, but just finding some of these smaller areas. The geology tour road is where we took our kids and they just climbed on the rock piles forever. Yeah. I was so proud of them. They were so brave. They're like, I'm going up this with or without you. Yeah. And it was fun. And the views out there were beautiful. You could see the mountain range behind. and Uh There weren't very many Joshua trees, but the rocks and the mountains and stuff were really cool. So if you're not afraid to get off the beaten path a little bit, this park is really good for that because the views and stuff don't change that much. Right. No. I'm marking something down. Did I miss it? (laughs) Oh my gosh. I smuggled in with or without you. That's a good one. I thought for sure I wouldn't be able to get <laughs> that's that. That's funny. In. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Dang it. Um, oh, yeah. Yes. So that's really nice. And then you've got like Arch Rock Trail, which is really popular. And that's kind of as you, instead of when you circle around that park road at the top, 
instead of heading down to 29 palms, which you can do, but there's really nothing there to do until you get to 29 palms. Then you'll see the turn off to head down toward like the Cottonwood area. And so you'll find Arch Rock, which is a really fun little hike. That's a really great one, especially for kids. You get that from the White Tanks campground, right? Well, so when we first started going there, yes. And we haven't done that trail for a while, but they actually, they put in a specific parking lot now along that highway. Right. That's right. It is by the campground, but you can't park in the campground anymore, which I think makes sense. (laughs) I remember, oh my gosh, navigating our big truck through that parking lot was a kind of a hazard. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So because the park has just gotten busier and busier and busier, it's been crazy. So, but yeah, so when you're heading down, that's when you will hit that line. Uh The 3000 foot line. Yeah. All of a sudden you're hitting, you hit the Colorado desert and there is no Joshua trees. Right. And so this entire episode so far we've been spending at, that was all in the Mojave desert. That was all the Joshua tree area where you'll find just groves and groves and groves of these Joshua trees just all around you. And then all of a sudden you start going down the hill and you lose them. And it's almost crazy because it's like all of a sudden... Think you don't realize you, it. Yeah. Yeah. You go over a ridge or something and all of a sudden they're just gone and you don't realize it until, wait a second, where, where, where are the Joshua trees? <laughs> exactly. But you do hit the Choya Cactus Garden, which is one of my favorite trails in the park. Oh, man. I gosh. love that park, yes. that trail. We're going to spend a little bit of time here, but this is probably one of the scariest places for a parent with oh, young for children. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> It's so bad. So that if you've never seen a Choya cactus garden, just imagine a cactus where you almost can't even see the skin of the cactus because there's so many needles on it. Yeah. Well, and they're called like teddy bear Choya, but they're um, jumping Choya because it's like all you have to do is look at it and you're you're pinned. (laughs) These cactuses, they're meant to like, if you bump into it, the needles have barbs on them. And so they're they're meant to latch onto you because what will happen is if it latches onto you, a part of the cactus will actually break off, attach to you, and then wherever it falls, that piece that broke off can actually grow into it another cactus. Yeah. It is designed in this ugh, maleficent is almost the <laughs> word. That's not a real word, it's the name of a character. But it's just like <laughs> <laughs> it's just like this most evil cactus you know it's just like it's designed to grab onto you and and never let go yes it's so (laughs) bad i feel like when you're walking through that trail and it's a really short trail it's only a quarter of a mile but you're walking through all these choya cacti and i just feel like walking through it like it's almost like don't even look at it kids (laughs) (laughs) don't even think about like you're in the center of the trail and you do nothing else but look at your feet and walk exactly make sure you're not running in anything or well we have two we have nicknames for our two boys one is captain mischief and the other is captain distraction and both can cause situations where you can just see things going badly yeah like if kid gets distracted walks into a choya kid Trips his brother, falls into a choya. It's just like so many bad things can happen yeah. in this place. Oh my and gosh. Some people visit this park with their pets. Do not let your pets get out here because there are so many needles all over the ground because of the way that these choyas are. And so we don't want you to get 
you know, any needles in your furry friend's feet. Yeah, but you can't even have dogs on trails here. But even still, even in the parking lot, we yeah. like we'll tell our kids like you got to watch where you're stepping because it like John said these choya cactus like if it breaks off the piece breaks off and just lands <laughs> yeah. so you've got just random pieces of cactus in even just the parking lot yeah because they so. attach to people's shoes yeah like they'll attach to your skin and then they just get dragged everywhere and so it's it's oh it's so crazy but like you said you called. Another name for him is the teddy bear choya. I feel like it's so counterintuitive for like explaining to your toddler. Yes, we do love teddy bears, but we don't hug these yeah. teddy bears. <laughs> don't touch no, these. they're not going to be sad if you don't hug them. <laughs> it's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, so now I'm thinking for me personally, when I go to Joshua Tree National Park, I'm most excited to see the Joshua Trees. Right. So a lot of times we actually won't even really go further south than the Choya Cactus Garden. Yeah, it's usually our stopping point. It is. I mean, we've camped, so there's some good dispersed camping down along the south side of the park by that entrance down there. Mm -hmm. So we've camped down there and that's been fine. Yeah, I mean, otherwise, I mean, you've got like the oasis down there at that south entrance. There's some other hikes you can do. But if you're in the park to see Joshua Trees, yeah, I mean, and, and if you're on limited time, yeah. you don't really need to go south of the Choya Cactus Garden. I would definitely go to the Choya Cactus Garden, but then you could just head back up to yeah, the north I, part of the park to see the Joshua trees. I think that makes a lot of sense. Unless you're on a mission to see like everything the National Park has to offer. Yeah, which, which we do. <laughs> which, which we do, exactly. And, and you want to be like, you want to really explore the differences between the Mojave and the Colorado or Sonoran Desert. If you really want to be like, I want to see both sides of this thing, then you should keep going down this road. But if you really are just there for the Joshua trees, then stick to the Mojave side. You'll be fine. But the the, the Choya Cactus Garden is probably something you should do if you're in both camps. Oh, yeah. I think it's a can't miss. Yeah. I think you need to do that. But um, I mean, otherwise, this park is not huge. It doesn't have like a ton of stuff to do. When the main attraction is the trees that you see as you're just driving along and hiking along, if that's what you're there to see, it's not like you have to add in a ton of activities right. and stuff to your day. So, I mean, this park typically will do like one day of like exploring and hiking and stuff. Uh, we might do the Keys Ranch tour, something like that. And then we'll do like one day of rock climbing. That's typically sufficient. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. That way you get some real adventure, you get to experience the park, and you're just making good use of your time. I have one last question for you. Okay. What is your favorite restaurant outside oh, of Joshua Tree? Okay. Well, this we, is... I mean, we talk about food. We're food people, but... Okay. So I have a couple here that I really, really enjoy. Oh, goodness sakes. This is something that you bring up because I think I've heard of like the slogans, keep Austin weird. Mm -hmm. You know, and things like that. Joshua Tree, like the towns around Joshua Tree kind of have a little bit of that same vibe where it's very eclectic. It and is. It, and it's really fun. These aren't just like a some weird Red Hill mining town. Fun. Well, there's a climbing community that hovers around here. You've got a pretty vibrant like music community. Right. Uh, live music. You've got arts. Really unique, eclectic arts. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's just, it gives the whole area 
a really fun vibe, yes. I think. But back to the restaurants, I think my favorite restaurant that we've ever had is the Yucca Kebab. At- the Yucca Kebab. <laughs> <laughs> that place was so dang good. Oh my gosh. I was just, we got it to go. We didn't actually eat in the restaurant. That cause- was a new discovery this past trip, the last oh trip gosh. we took. We were like, how have we not? known about this place we so overdid it on the baba ganoush and the hummus <laughs> it, was, it was so good and we've got so much of it we had so much left over but we were just like over the next couple of days we were just told it was awesome but I, yeah that was that's probably my favorite recent find what's your favorite restaurant in the area well so yucca kebab is not this is why we didn't find it before oh dang it what did i miss <laughs> red hill mining town Oh, I kind of. I was wondering why you were even talking about that. I just decided to gloss over that. It didn't even occur to me. (laughs) I'm like, okay, Yucca Kebab. So that one's in Yucca Valley. So it's a little further from the park. It's it's on your way to the Palm Springs area after you've visited the park. Right. But that's because we stayed in an Airbnb out there this last time. Right. Trying out something new, Mm -hmm. which was not great. <laughs> but um, but that's why we were out there. I think that's why we hadn't found it before because it's just a little further out. I have a small list. I really like the Natural Sisters Cafe in Joshua Tree. The Joshua Tree Saloon in Joshua Tree is really fun. Mm-hmm. When I say Joshua Tree, I mean the town. Right. Sky High Pie in Joshua Tree. I really like the Rib Co. in 29 Palms is really good. So there's some really good food options. I realized as I was looking, like we said at the beginning, the food is good. The lodging's not good. Right. So. (laughs) Yes, that makes a lot of sense. That's been our general experience in this park. But yeah, I just, I think, again, you go into it with the right expectations, kind of understanding the culture and the vibe of this park is not the same as pretty much any national park that I've ever been to. (laughs) Right. Make sure that you go rock climbing. If you're camping, camp along that main loop road at the northern end of the park Mm -hmm. and get some good food while you're out of the park. Oh, and don't forget about the date shakes. Yes. You gotta go drive and get the date shakes. But like for me, that has really, all those things together has made it just such a fun park to visit. We really do find ourselves there almost every winter now it's one of the warmest places in the country and the joshua trees are so cool and so definitely listen to our fun facts episode coming in a couple weeks because that is going to also just go to great lengths to enhance just your overall experience in this park making it better you'll learn more you'll know what you're looking at you'll appreciate these trees and you'll get some good food yes exactly do you want to know how you did? Yeah, I do. <laughs> okay. So I was able did to- Did you get all 11 in? I sm- I, try- I, I got nine. Oh, really? I Dang missed- it. Because yes. I only got like three, I think. So the ones that I didn't get to were trip through your wires. Okay. I was waiting. I was trying to like hope, okay, maybe if we talk about mines, <laughs> we'll, we'll figure that out. And then another one, there was no way I was going to get this one. It was Mothers of the Disappeared. I was like, there's no way that's going to fit anywhere. I would have been anywhere. like, what in the world are you talking about? <laughs> but you caught me when I said, where the streets have no name. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. You also caught me on Bullet the Blue Sky and One Tree Hill. But I snuck past you, with or without you, running to stand still, 
Red Hill Mining when Town. When did you say running the standstill? <laughs> we were talking about the traffic in the park. Oh my gosh. And then In God's Country. And one of the songs is named Exit. Exit? Yep. That, so, no. And I said that's it twice. A word. So I think that should count as two days. No way. Absolutely <laughs> not. That's a, no- that's a normal word. Yes. Bummer. So it looks like t- I'm doing dishes for. You're doing four dishes nights. for of the nine that we figured out. Oh, five out. nights. Yep. Five. Exit only counts as one. Okay, five. It's still five. I didn't include it. Okay. Five <laughs> nights. And you have to do them for four. That's not terrible considering that I only knew one U2 song. So <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> that was fun. And, and thank you to U2 for this amazing album. <laughs> I sure appreciate they you guys. They sponsored today's episode. <laughs> <laughs> album name is what? The Joshua Tree? The Joshua Tree by U2. Oh, the Joshua Tree. There you go. Everybody have so much fun when you go to this park. Do not forget to rock climb. That will make your experience. Thanks for exploring the national parks with us. Please share, like, and subscribe. And if you need any help planning your own trip, click on over to dirtinmyshoes.com. See you next week. Same time, same place. And don't forget to get some dirt in your shoes.